Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans. Uh, please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take. Showing you how it is done. Proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh, by the fans. Uh, for the fans. Uh, not many who's here can understand everything pro wrestling. It can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here. So listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson. Yes. Here we go. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. I am your host, Conrad Cushman, being joined today by my co-host, Derek. What's up? What's up? We are here to review NXT TakeOver 31 full show review. We are going to run down the entire card. Only a five-match card, but I wanted to get some NXT time in because, in my opinion, one of the best brands in WWE. So I got to give them their props and talk a little NXT. Um, Derek. How'd you feel about the uh, overall look of tonight's show and just some overall thoughts before you went in? How did you feel going into this? Um, I, you know what? I actually liked how the whole setup was. You know, the, this this was basically like, um, it, it gave me like um, an underground kind of feeling to it. You know, you got the you got the fans looking in um, virtually, like like almost like, um, almost like a virtual blood sport. Okay. Okay, I can respect that. Uh, tonight, we're going to go over what the arena looked like, who was it supposed to be inspired by, and everything else. But as all things usually go here, we can't start without our intro. So let's go to my man Montezzi and let's let it rip. All right, guys, we are back. Hopefully, you guys are still loving that intro. Uh, big shout out to my man, Montezzi, for hooking me up. We're going to be talking about his boy, Isaiah Swerve Scott, later on in this review of the show. Um, really, really appreciate anybody who's taking the time out to join us tonight. And we're looking for all the help that we can get in everything pro wrestling. The main thing right now that I'm focused on is expansion. We're looking for more YouTube subscribers, people to download and listen to the podcast. It's the exact same thing you hear on YouTube, but I want to be heard everywhere. I want people to join everything pro wrestling. I want to make this thing a movement and I can't do it without you guys. So much respect to you guys who are all in the chat. Uh, make sure you guys show some love. And while we are in here, we got to give a shout out to my man Ace in the house. Connor also in the house. Uh, Terminal State, what's good, man? What's good? My man Sean Hubbard Wrestling Weekly in the house. Sean, uh, Sean has a great show up with my man Mounty from Mounty's Corner. Make sure you guys show him some love. Uh, they were talking about Roman Reigns and the Usos and everything going around that storyline. Sean had a big 50th episode, so make sure you show him some love as well when it comes to this. Um, but as we were saying, though, if you guys do want to 
come out and help support everything pro wrestling it's easy click the subscribe button right now on youtube make sure that if you guys want to be notified anytime we go live make sure you guys click the bell as well and if you're not getting the live notifications click that damn bell anyway and it really helps out with it um also you guys can make super chat donations 70 percent goes to me 30 percent goes to google i can't change the percentages but anything you donate will be put back into this podcast or donated to a charity stream i promise you that right now uh, we are trying to upgrade equipment do different things so anytime we get a donation very much appreciate it please do please do we're not here to you know pester people for money like other YouTube channels might be doing. Not not gonna say that they are, not gonna speculate that they are, just saying. You know, this this like he said already, this is for us to help him get his channel out there further so we can grow the grow the community and all that kind of stuff. Get more equipment so we can hit hard, you know? Wise words from a man D. You know about hitting it hard, huh? piece um <laughs> so what i want you guys to do is come on in we want to talk nxt takeover we've uh we've rambled long enough about this so uh let's see here uh chris matthews in the house as well what's up chris good to have you in here my brother uh jocelyn said be polite i missed a few shows and the comment section is acting out uh come on in jocelyn come on in you let me know if someone's getting out of line. I'll make sure we take care of them for you. Gotcha. All right. Uh, tonight, though, for this NXT card, we did have on the uh, commentary team uh, Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, and Beth Phoenix. We got some weird camera shots where it looked like there were three people at the commentary booth. Definitely not. Vic Joseph was the only one in the house. It looked like everybody else was kind of just... There. Not even there. They were definitely, like, phoning in. I don't know if it was live but how would you have people watching live i don't know how they do that that's an interesting thing that i would love to uh hear more about in my opinion oh yeah definitely um it threw me off like the the, the one girl looked like a fake sasha banks what oh whoever was over there i couldn't tell they were definitely like avoiding showing that whoever yeah. was over there and then whenever they did show they they kept looking down Right, so that you couldn't see who it was. They were definitely trying to avoid that. But I think they were trying not to take away from the live feel. I can appreciate what they were doing with that. Um, now, as far as this NXT TakeOver review is concerned, I want to talk about the opening video package that they had here. Uh, some people may have not understood where it came from, so I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. Uh, it is an opening tribute to Capital Wrestling uh, which was the original name that Vince McMahon Sr., not the current Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's father actually used uh, to open up the WWF. And like this goes way back into their history. So I'm sure if you ever do like a project or a Google search and really go into a deep dive of how the WWE got started, you will find all this stuff in there. So tonight, Triple H is all about history and paying uh, homage or you say homage? What do you, what do you say? I I say pay homage. Me too. I say homage. Uh, some people say homage, but whatever. Pay homage to the roots of where WWE came from. And he had the Capitol Wrestling Center tonight. Now, did it look any different? They changed up a few things. They brought the lighting structure down a little bit, I noticed. And around the boards, they had, uh, like, fencing around it. Uh, what did you think of the looks of the arena tonight, Derek? I liked it. Um, I, I felt like it gave, now that I think about it, 
it's more reminiscent of um, what's it called? Uh, Fight Club. <laughs> like it seems more reminiscent of Fight Club instead of Bloodsport. Right. Um, like I said, with the virtual, uh, virtual um, people coming in, you know, watching live around the world, and then you got the people that are in there that are that are surrounding the cage, basically. And then you just got your your fighters or your wrestlers, you know. And then you just turn it into a fight club right there, right? Uh, I see we got Rob in the house tonight. Where's that coward Nightbot? I just activated Nightbot, Rob. So <laughs> there you go. Make sure you guys like the official Everything Pro Wrestling Facebook page down there. Uh, original Biggie says I use tribute. Not a bad word to use as well. Just trying to switch up the verbiage a little bit here tonight. Rockstar in the house. Ooh, Rockstar, coming with some positivity. I like it. He said best takeover in a while. Hey. Let's get into this a little bit then. Um, let's start off with the NXT North American Championship to start off. I thought this was an interesting choice to kick off the card tonight. Yeah. Um, we had the current champion, Damian Priest, taking on someone who was once my favorite, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. What happened to my boy, man? Uh, he is no longer the Rebel Heart. He is the soulless SOB Johnny Gargano. Um, I'm really trying to get into this heel character. I say this every time, and it's going to be said every time. I just can't buy it, bro. I can't. No, no. When, when you look at Johnny and you see how he acts, his, um, his, his mannerisms and everything, it, it seems so forced. It doesn't seem natural, but when he's when he's a um, when he's a face, he's not doing all that stuff. It's not extra. It's just Johnny. But then him as a heel, it's Johnny, aka I'm going to be extra tonight. And, and you know what's the crazy part too? When Johnny's in these big matches, he still wrestles the same like he did when he was a baby face. Right. He's still doing the same thing. He may just add in a heel move here and there. So, eh, you know, I feel weird about it. Uh, Sean Harrington has joined us as well. What is good, Sean? Uh, I wonder what everybody, I don't I wonder what they're going to say about our grades on this, D. But I, I'm kind of sticking with what we said for a I, lot of this. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what they think. I, I, I think the grades that we gave should be fair. Should be more than fair. Okay. Uh, Sean Harrington said this takeover was good, but far from great. Every match was good. Sadly, all predictable. Uh, I was, whoops, I was strongly hoping to get surprised at least uh, a little bit here. And I won't say anything that ruins it. And he's on Johnny versus Priest, so we'll get into there real quick. Um, Johnny Gargano, we finally realized from the commentary team, he has had the most matches in NXT TakeOver history. He's been down there for quite some time, though. I'm not mad at this at all. No, um, he, he's one of the few who I believe that will, if, I mean, if they gave him that title, basically... He's going to keep that title. I don't see him going to the main roster at all. I don't think he needs to at this point. Um, and we'll get into something towards the end of this that I wanted to speak about. But well, well to me, that, that that's the thing. Like, I feel like... Um, but there's several people who said they won't go up. Tommaso Ciampa said they forced him to go up. He's going to retire. He's going to say, oh, my neck hurts. I'm done. Right. Do-do-do-do-do-do. So, I mean... I, mean, I, mean it's, it, I get it because the way thing, the outlook of the, the main roster right now doesn't... 
And it's not like I, save this for the end. That is going to be the end where we talk about the main roster in this because I kind of have a little miniature rant and I want to get everyone's thoughts in on this. Um, Priest's game in this match was he was the power guy. Johnny Gargano was the cunning heel, but he was going to focus on Priest's leg because he was the taller man. Right. Uh, Damian Priest gives me these weird Razor Ramon vibes. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but Damian Priest has this Razor Ramon-esque like look to him he he just reminds me of razor ramon like i can see him as the intercontinental champion one day i don't know I if you feel that. the same but i'm just putting it out there i can see that um he care he carries himself very well um to be an intercontinental champion we we had a we had a, a superhero kind of reference to him uh earlier tonight when we were talking heroes oh yeah, yeah. and um we had brought up blade yeah um he reminds you kind of of blade a little bit i think yeah um He's got that uh, mysterious darkness to him, quiet. You know, obviously the strength and everything. But he he had that vampireish kind of look to him. Um, he he just he just looks he he exudes vampirism to me when I see him. I like it, but you but you don't want to make him a gangrel type. I I hear you on that. Yeah. Damian Priest has got like the cool. He's the dude at nighttime you see in the club kind of gimmick, but he's hanging out in like the goth club, not not yeah. like the one where you're dancing and everything. Right, right. Dread, blacked out outfit, blacked out sun uh, sunglasses, everything, and bad girls all around him, right? <laughs> bad girls. Oh, okay. I thought you were going somewhere else. I was like, hey, 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 PG family show. We got to keep this. Well, I told myself demonetized like 20 times in my head, so I had to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, save the money, man. Um, so in this match, we saw a great move. I thought the Razor's Edge, hence why Razor Ramon came into my head too. Uh, he hit a Razor's Edge onto the apron, rolled Johnny in for the near fall. I thought it could have been over there, but Johnny continues on. This is Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. He's going to put on a great match here. And I think he really helped elevate Priest tonight. And you'll see why at the end. And it's just because of one small thing. So eventually, we get uh, Johnny Gargano on the outside. And Damian Priest sees him. And he's like, you know what? He's not going to slide with this. He does a leap over the top rope. Johnny Gargano pulls two security guards in front of him. Damian Priest is a beast for that yeah, that, yeah. that exchange. That's, that's, a, that's a tall guy to be doing a sunset flip over, right? the, over the ropes like that. At at that distance because that that's that was pretty pretty far it was it was a great distance for someone just to travel but they figured out a way to get it done and afterwards uh the referees come out and they're trying to scramble to make sure that these guys are okay from security johnny gargano hashtag dick kick city shout out to wrestling with regret takes him there and he ro rolls him in the ring he gets a near fall and johnny gargano doesn't get it but he goes for the gargano escape uh, Damian Priest is rolling around too much because he's too damn big to be trying to put this move on. So he locks him in an STF Gargano escape. And I'm like, oh, shit, this might be done. And he's sitting there. He's sitting there. He finally figures out a way to get out. And Gargano thinks he's got him beat. So he's going for the one final beat that leap over DDT has been hitting. But when he goes for it, Priest catches him, locks him into the reckoning on the ropes. And then he freaking hits it. One, two, three. Cody Rhodes would be proud of that move. He gets the W here, and uh, Damian Priest gets the win. And what was I talking about that Damian Priest really earned it in this match? Johnny Gargano had this man sweating. Usually, Damian Priest looks cool, calm, and collected after he wins. After this match, he looked like 
he put in some work. It reminded me of Rob Van Dam, Chris Benoit, SummerSlam 02. Rob Van Dam's hair never came out of that ponytail. Never came out of that ponytail. That match against Chris Benoit, he had Rob Van Dam sucking wind, bro. He's like, you ain't holding up with me. That's cardio, one-on-one, baby. Yep, yeah. Anytime that you look at RVD, no matter where that scrunchie is, it's it's there. It's there. Sean Harrington comes in and he chimes in with uh, Johnny versus Priest for me. Never uh, built up suspense. I never uh, get Priest was ever in trouble. No one can buy into Johnny when he is still just a loser. This hurts me to hear this, guys. Uh, He loses as a face. He loses as a heel. What's the difference? For me, overall, this should have been Priest versus uh, Big Bronson Reed, and Johnny should have been going after Balor for the title. I think that would have done a disservice to Johnny, though. Johnny can't afford to lose to Finn again. No. I think when plans all changed, this card got screwed up real bad. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for Johnny to move forward because he's got nothing left to do. When you say move forward, expound. Move forward as far as what? It, like in NXT, new feud? Or are you saying he needs to go to Raw or SmackDown? He needs to go to... I wouldn't even... With the current uh, current roster now, I would put him on SmackDown. I wouldn't put him on Raw. So you're thinking he should just be done with NXT? He, it's yes. past that for him? Yeah. And I honestly, I feel like the same thing with Tommaso, but I understand why he doesn't want to go. All right, all right. You guys in the chat need to chill out with the Johnny failure. All right, chill out on my boy. All right, I still like Johnny Gargano. I feel for my guy here. All right, so let's let's show some love. Let's be kind. Uh, Sean Harrington said losing the Finn is better than losing the Priest. Sean, all I can say to that is touche, my good sir. Touche. Um, right. Let's see here. No main roster. Johnny B. Barry. <laughs> Uh, I hope not, Rockstar. I hope not. I hope he gets some TV time from that. But there's a lot. That roster's too big, man. At the end. At the end, somebody remind me about the main roster in this. And we'll get into it a little bit. Um, Let's move forward here, though, D. We gave this one a B-plus for the match. Thought it was all right. Um, Definitely a really good match. Yeah. There there was a couple things that, that happened that probably slowed it down like like on the on the on the apron it looked like Johnny was waiting for Priest to get up to do something and he had to stall himself to wait a minute right but I can't tell if they're doing it on purpose too because sometimes Johnny does a lot of those kicks like him and Adam Cole I swear half their matches were just oh we're just gonna fake kick each other fake 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 true, fake true. oh there it goes there it goes that's true that's true that it could have been that um definitely could have been that I I just for me if you're if you're gonna Wrestle in any kind of match. I need uh, fluidity. You have is that to, a word? Probably not, but it's gonna be tonight. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm gonna look this up while you say that. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, uh, it, it. I need I need the cohesiveness to keep you know to keep going. Because once I start looking at that stuff, it, it takes me out of the match. Fluidity. The ability of a substance to flow easy, smooth, elegance, or grace. The state of being unsettled or unstable. Changeability. You did not lie, good sir. Shout out to Webster's Dictionary. There you go. <laughs> All I, credit. I, 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 know, I know some big words. <laughs> Malik Murray said, I think Johnny Gargano is a good baby face, and I think he will be okay in SmackDown. 
All right. Uh, me, I would have had to lose and Johnny lose and Johnny would be actually living in uh, Candace's success because he can't get his own. Give her the spotlight. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Question from Malik. He says, if Johnny Gargano goes to the main roster, he needs to turn babyface. And or do you think he needs to go babyface and t- go for the Intercontinental Championship? Yes, he needs to stay babyface. He can't. He can't be a heel. He he's not believable as a heel unless if he has somebody working with him to to help him practice to be a heel. He can't be a heel. He just seems like a naturally like nice guy. Yes, and and he comes off goofy right now, but he pretty, whatever. Probably he probably could be an ass one day, but it, it's got to be something that's that brought him to it, not right. something that. That he's trying to do. He's got to feel it. Yeah. But B plus for that match. Let's get into Kushida versus the Velveteen Dream. This match has been built all around Kushida's aggressiveness. And the Velveteen Dream and that drama, I don't know what's going on with that. Triple H commented on it. I'm not even going to say anything. All I'm going to say about it is this. This is my first like official statement about it. Velveteen, if you didn't do it, put out a statement. Say something. Don't let people wonder because right now people don't like you, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you think is the outlook for you, but fans are not going to believe you until this is gone and you've cleaned the slate. Now, as far as Triple H and WWE are concerned, you guys look like bad guys because the person who accused him said you did nothing. So you never reached out to him. That looks bad too. So people need to put out clarifying statements on all ends. I'm done speaking about that. Most definitely have to. Now, Velveteen Dream comes out, and immediately we notice that Velveteen Dream (laughs) has the silver-ass hair, uh, the weird beard, and it looks like he stopped at the dollar store to get himself some uh, dishwashing gloves. Who was he supposed to be emulating, Derek? Doc Brown. Marty. Marty. Uh, he, he, he comes out like Doc Brown and, uh, by the way, I was messaging a friend about basketball and because I was watching this match, I was talking about Doc Rivers and I wrote Doc Brown. So (laughs) Velveteen Dreams attire had me all types of fucked up tonight when I was just doing this. I, 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 I agree with what you said though. I I think he should have came out with the lab coat. He, yeah, if he would have came out with a lab coat, I think more people would have recognized it right away. I knew because I was like, oh, Kushida is Marty Brown, basically. Or, uh, Marty McFly. Marty McFly. I said Marty Brown. <laughs> Wake up. Uh, yeah. So when he comes out like Marty McFly, you usually get it. Yeah. We didn't get to see that out of Kushida tonight because during Velveteen's entrance, Kushida commenced to whip in that ass, if you will. Damn. And he, he came in the ring ready to fight, jumps up during the entrance. This match was a brawl in the beginning. Kushida was actually rocking uh, the kicks from Back to the Future a little bit. I like those. I don't know if they were boots or sneakers, but... I want to say... Big shout-out to Kushida for the gear. I want to say they were sneakers. They, they looks like sneakers, but they had the straps across them and everything. So yeah. I didn't know if they were modified for him or what, but I, they look good. I want to say they were modified. They look modified. Um, yeah, so when you put it into perspective here, he came out, he was rocking the, uh, the jeans, similar to Marty McFly once again, and they were out there ready to beef, uh, just on site because of what Velveteen Dream has done, and it seems like he's unleashed this new Kushida. 
Kushida was being overlooked before. And we'll get more into that towards the end of this. Uh, we'll just run through this. It was a brawl. The main thing was uh, Velveteen Dream's forearm ended up getting wedged between the steel stairs. A drop kick to the stairs going into his forearm was the focus of the match. Velveteen Dream's arm is hurt. He goes for a purple rainmaker, but he cannot make the cover right away because he is suffering on his left forearm. Now, after that, he sells it for a while, goes for the pin. One, two, Kushida kicks out. Kushida ends up putting on that hoverboard lock from a top rope move where Velveteen Dream took way too much time to be up there. Locks in the hoverboard lock. Velveteen Dream finally gets out of it, though, going towards the ropes. Goes for the Dream Valley driver, and while he rolls through... Kushida locks on the hoverboard lock again. Velveteen Dream has no choice but to tap out. How the mighty have fallen, Derek, yes. when Velveteen Dream, who was main eventing a few months ago, is now losing to Kushida to build him up. And is it a bad thing? No, I don't think so. I think Kushida is still missing something, though, in my opinion. Chat, I want to kick it to you. What are your thoughts on Kushida is he uh, a future NXT star, in your opinion, or is Kushida still missing something for you? I would love to hear what you guys think. But, Derek, your opinion on him after watching this. On Kushida? Um, this is a good performance from him. Um, it, it's been a while because he, he had that uh, that broken wrist. Um, so I, I completely forgot all about him because I didn't know he broke his wrist at that time. I, I thought he was just... He was there, and then he was injured. And then he was, I he forgot was about it until you brought it up, that he was injured. You were like, wasn't he injured? I was like, I don't remember that. Then the video package, thank goodness, showed that he was out for two months because he had uh, broken some bones in his wrist or something. He did something yeah. light to it that wasn't too bad, but he had to be out for a little. Yeah, he did, he did enough to it to sideline himself. Um, I think uh, Kushida's performance in this performance, you know, uh, we take out all the other ones ahead of time, you know, before this, this was a great performance from him because it actually showed to me like um you know uh what what's what's the what's the biblical story I'm looking for um give me give me the preference of it uh like he went to catholic school by the way yeah. uh any of the nuns who taught us you'll be very disappointed in him I got it I'll let him know I'll let him know I tell y'all how you doing sister yeah. <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence. Yo, peace. <laughs> um, uh, Velveteen Dream is the giant. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. Now you're making me mad. Go ahead. Continue. I'll, um, I'll get it in a second here. But basically, you know, he, he was, um, you know, he, he was trying to overcome the odds with Velveteen Dream. Because Velveteen was basically beating him down before, the, you know, before all this happened. Uh, David and Goliath. There we go. So, David and Goliath kind of situation. Shout out to Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that that's that's how I looked at at this. This was a David and Goliath kind of situation. Okay, so you're just saying the smaller guy had to prevail here. I, I get it. Uh, Malik Murray wants to know: Do you think the Velveteen Dream does he need to go to SmackDown? 
Hell no, in no. my opinion. Velveteen Dream needs to get his shit straight. I'm going to say it now. I'm talking like a dad. I'm older than him, so I don't give a shit. Boy, you need to get your shit straight, all right? You need to get your stories put together. I'm done talking about it. You need to fix all this. Uh, Sean Harrington said Velveteen Dream needs to go away for a few months before returning and hoping people forget his drama. There's no hoping. You need to uh, fix whatever's going on with this. You need to put out a statement from your lawyer. You need to. If you didn't do anything wrong, you need to clear this up. Well, I, I think so. That that's actually where I was getting at. Um, I think the plan was to take Dream out because they had Kushida throw on on the uh, I was about to say hammerlock. Jesus, um, what's his what's his move called? What's that finisher called? Uh, hoverboard. Oh my God, the hoverboard lock. Um, <laughs> Hold on, Jocelyn, for the record, we did have it on Google before you wrote this. <laughs> it just popped up, but I see you, though. Thank uh, you for putting that in there. Um, when, he put, when he put the hoverboard on him, I, I think this was the opportunity to say, all right, let's continue this so that we can make it seem like he's out so he can handle this shit. And I think uh, what Sean Harrington said is the future for Kushida. Kushida will dethrone Santos Escobar possibly in the future. Um, I, I would imagine that he, that would be his future going towards that cruiserweight championship possibly, but I feel like that's what he was doing in new Japan too. I, if you push him right, maybe North American championship right now, NXT, a plethora of things could happen. I never thought Kyle O'Reilly would be in the main event. So who knows what you would see on a takeover. That's true. Give it some time in between and we'll see how we're feeling. We gave this one a B overall. Uh, we thought they had some interesting counters for everything in this. So B for this match between Kushida and Velveteen Dream. Just a little notch below. After the match, though, Kushida did continue to put on an ass whooping. I thought they were going to go the old uh, all, reverse the match, DQ, BS, and then cost me my predictions. Thank goodness that didn't happen. Um, so Kushida ended up still getting the victory. But Velveteen Dream looks like he got his ass whooped. And I would assume he's going to be out. That's assume. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. Um, that would be the 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 smart move for you, Velveteen. I'm older than you too. <laughs> Yo, chill. Yeah. We're, we're putting this man down because of age. I'm just saying that it's friendly advice, bro. Friendly advice. You need to get your shit straight and come out and speak to the people because a lot of people supported him. I, me included. I thought Velveteen Dream was great, and I just think an answer is needed for people now to get behind you again. You've been accused of some horrible things, so. And, and I know that before it happened, it came up too, and some people were saying it wasn't proven. I don't know. We live in a weird-ass society today. Yeah, but it, but it's at that point now where people are it, people are past the it's not, it wasn't proven. People are at that point now where it's like, all right, bro, you got too much on your plate right now. Well, or you need to prove yourself. Triple H earlier on, uh, shout-out to Sean Ross Sapp. We're going to give him full credit for this. Uh, Triple H said that Velveteen Dream's personal immaturity sometimes affects his professional immaturity. That's true. I don't agree with that. That sounds like bullshit cop-out stuff, in my opinion. Like, immaturity? What the hell does that mean, bro? Like, maybe if you guys properly did the investigation, you wouldn't have these problems. So, uh, it, it just sounds like they're covering up their mistakes, his mistakes... It's like, the it's like the so, way of the E. Yeah. They've, they've done this in the past. Yeah, so I'm done with it. Let's talk about some good news though. October twenty eighth. Mark your calendars. Oh. We have 
brought back a pay-per-view that I've been talking about for years and years and years. And I'm happy to see it brought back. Hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, we are going to have NXT Halloween Havoc. It's back. I'm saving this man's channel from being demonetized. I'm not going to talk about that. All right. Well, look. NXT is going to be bringing back Halloween Havoc. I expect to see the Big Pumpkin. I want to see that Big Pumpkin from the WCW days. I want to see the Grave stuff. I want to see all the kooky bullshit that you got that goes with this. I want it all. It's Halloween, damn it. Have some fun with it. Um, I think this is going to be a fun episode, though. I, I, I think it'll be good. I definitely think it'll be good. This will be going up against... I don't know if there's another Dynamite before. For that, I'm gonna uh, check this out. Are you gonna give some thoughts here? Or are you going to uh, respectfully back out of this? I'm gonna respectfully give some thoughts. Oh, here we go. go and, ahead. and respectfully bow out of it at the same time. All right, go ahead. Nice to see Halloween Havoc. I think that was probably my favorite pay per view from WCW. WCW. <laughs> Go ahead. Tony <laughs> But, um, no, it, it's nice to see it come back. Um, I agree. If you're going to do Halloween Havoc, please bring the pumpkin, bring up, bring the ghouls, bring everything. This, this is your opportunity to make Halloween Havoc a big thing again like it was back in the day. I just say have fun with it yeah. at the most part. I really wish this was a pay-per-view, but it's not. They're using it as a special. NXT took over the war game stipulation, all that stuff. Things that I think Vince could have capitalized on. NXT have been trying to take them over slowly but surely. Not mad at it. Um, Let's get into the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. We have Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on the champion Santos Escobar with Legado Del Fantasma in his corner. Um, this match had a great back and forth start to it. Isaiah Swerve Scott, definitely one of the best offenses in the WWE, in my opinion. Uh, I really like how he does things just to make things look different, if that makes any sense. He is doing maneuvers just to, okay, I'm going to put my own twist on this. People are expecting me to do a moonsault here. I'm going to do a twisting corkscrew instead. Right. Oh, people are expecting me to slide out of the ring. Well, when that person slides back in, I'm going to do a moonsault instead where it looks right. like I'm doing these things. I really dig uh, Swerve Scott's uh, offense. I really think that he's got a lot of good things going for him. And this isn't just because Montezzi does the podcast. I thought this dude was dope when he was Shane Strickland. I thought he was dope when he was kill shot on Lucha Underground. This dude is dope, I'm telling you. And you know what? Santos Escobar. Robert told me that, I don't know if anyone else caught this, but Santos Escobar's theme is like a Razor Ramon remix. I'm going to really go back and listen to that because I haven't noticed that. But Rob definitely let me in on that, so I'm going to have to check that out. Um... Terminal State's an amazing performance by Swerve in this one. I think Swerve Scott is above the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I really do. I think Santos needs to be there to establish it and make people better. Because even at the end of the day, I think he's above this too. Like I think yeah. these guys are really, really good. Yeah, um, I agree. I think they're well beyond this um, Cruiserweight division. Um, I don't care for the Cruiserweight division. Because you can't have a Cruiserweight when you have big guys that can do cruiserweight moves. Ooh, ooh, preach. So you know, I like that. I respect that opinion. I mean, look, 
prime example, Keith Lee. That's a big man to be doing high-flying stuff that a cruiserweight should be doing. Not a big man of his stature. He's what, what, 260? Three? Three something? <laughs> I'm going three. 320. We'll, we'll, we'll say 320 for argument's sake. He's 320 doing high-flying moves. So do you really have cruiserweights anymore? I think I think it's a weight class thing, but they don't treat it with the same respect that New Japan does. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to treat it with that same respect. So if you have cruiserweights, let there be cruiserweights. Stop the big men from doing cruiserweight moves. I respect it, D. I respect that. Um, I really dug Santos Escobar's attire when he came out too. The mask with uh, the the hat <laughs> and everything else. Cut it out. Uh. Do you have comments about Santos Escobar's ring attire or entrance attire? No, it just reminded me of a movie. I, I just thought of a whole nother movie, too. What movie? Um, that one I can't talk on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a movie seen by the public, I assume? No, seen by the public, but for PG purposes. <laughs> I would appreciate it. <laughs> um, in this match, though, we had uh, a lot of Great offense from both guys. Like I said, Santos Escobar, former King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. These two have met before, and I thought that they did a great job here. You were wondering how long it was going to be before Legado Del Fantasma interfered. Well, they ended up getting involved in the middle of this match. And who comes out to make the save but Ashanti Adonis? What the fuck? Like, why on earth? earth would he just come out and appear this is the random shit sometimes that i'm talking about this felt very weird it felt very very forced um i don't know i don't know why it's good to see somebody get the rub like this but what did he have to do with this situation is he friends with swerve is he just doing this shit to do it like none of this was explained and we i was just like huh why? And maybe he should have had a partner help him fight off the others because Swerve ended up having to help him fight off the other person um, between Mendoza and uh, shit, DJZ. Yeah, yeah. I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, the, he ended up helping him fight both of these guys off. And I was just like, what are we doing here? So they end up going to the back. Shane Strickland ends up making his way back into the ring. Uh, he gets a couple near falls. A Phantom Driver is hit, and Swerve, first man to kick out of the Phantom Driver. He's also the only person. Derek, that movie is definitely not appropriate, so thank you for not saying that <laughs> on air. Uh, he just showed me a picture of it on his phone, and we are not pulling that up for the viewers to no, see. No, no, I'm not, not pulling that <laughs> uh, Phantom Driver for the kick out. We see the three amigos hit after this, and after the three amigos were hit. About two and a half. He hit all three. No, nah, he only did two. No, nah, he hit all three, bro. I got this written down. No, nah, he did two, bro. He did three. I didn't, I didn't see the third one. He did three because then he went for the frog splash. He nah, I only saw two, bro. Disrespect. Somebody correct this man, all right? And then you could go tweet at Derek, hashtag you were wrong, Derek. All right? I'm tired of apologizing for when I'm wrong. <laughs> he goes up. He does a weird busted-ass looking frog splash, yeah, but oh he missed God. it. Um, so maybe that's why he did it like that. And you would think Swerve is going to get the win, 
but they end up battling out on the apron. Swerve gets knocked backwards, and he barely grazes his head on what is supposed to be the exposed uh, metal part to where the buckle connects to the ring post. I didn't even see this. Derek saw it, and he was like, oh, yeah, he exposed that at the very beginning of the match. I never noticed it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was super quick when he did it. Like, he, uh, Swerve got it, got him out of the ring. He, like, rolled, rolled somewhere, got up, pulled it off. Only way I noticed it is because he put his hand up, but then when he went down to the floor, I saw the the um, the apron skirt go up and he threw something up under there. So that's what caught me. I'm like, oh, he took that off. Yeah. Okay. All right. I did not peep that. Um, <laughs> Malik Mercer, do you think the cruiserweight championship is worthless? I'll let you handle that. Yes. You're so. This dude loves to say <laughs> hateful things. Um, I don't think it's worthless. I think that it has to be used properly. And I think since NXT UK is not involved, because we still got the drama with Jordan Devlin as well. Is he the champ? Or because technically Escobar is the interim cruiserweight champion on this UFC weird shit. So they're going to have to probably meet eventually. Um, I think it's worthless. Let's see here. Uh, oh, let me get to the finish. So Swerve hits his head, and then he ends up getting hit with like this butterfly drop down on a knee. You didn't like the finish, really. I didn't like the finish. Either. They tried something different here. It was like a butterfly suplex almost, but then he drops him on his knee, like putting the knee into his chest. Uh, Swerve was already out, though. He didn't really need to do that move. He could have just penned him. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. Santos Escobar gets the win. He retains. We gave this a B plus. As well for the matchup here, it, it to me it would have gotten it would have gotten a higher grade if it wasn't for the ending. I don't think so. I think the ending was fine. I don't think it played into it too much. I don't think I would have uh, fluctuated too much on it here. Uh, Sean Harrington said, "I think Escobar and Swerve was way better than uh, who was it? Oh, Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Interesting. Uh, I honestly forgot who Ashanti even was. Same, bro." I honestly, I've been watching NXT and I've seen him in like some of his matches, but I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I, at first I was like, yo, I hope that's JTG, but it wasn't even him. I was like this because he was way smaller. I was like, what is this? Um, I thought Drake Maverick was going to run out. Thank God he didn't. He's in a weird storyline with uh, Killian Dane. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer Eddie Guerrero. You damn right, Ace. Uh, Drake Maverick's. Drake Maverick Love has died out. Yeah, he got his job back, so he's all right. Uh, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly said they're going to hope that we forgot about the champ before the pandemic. <laughs> um, probably so, Sean, especially if he gets in trouble, too. Uh, Sean Harrington says they never said interim anymore since uh, Balor Jr. got outed as a UK scumbag. Yep. Yep. So you never heard about it again. And we'll get more into the uh, Ashanti Adonis thing. Like I said, it's not a bad thing that he was there. It just felt random at the time when it happened. And like I said, they, they fix it a little bit later. But do they? Meh. Meh. No, not really. Meh. Uh, we have the NXT Women's Championship match next. We have Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae. Uh, phenomenal match. I will say this. I went to SummerSlam in Toronto and I did not get to see this match uh, like you guys watch it from the television standpoint. I saw people saying that this was a great match and I was there live and I thought it was good. But maybe I was missing something from like facial expressions from where I was sitting. 
I don't know. But everybody said, like, this was up there for match of the year for them. So when I got to see this tonight, I was like, all right, let's see what we're going to get to see here. Because I think EO has been one of the best wrestlers in all of WWE. EO has been great. And I think Candice is great as well. So we had two great wrestlers in here. And EO Shirai hits a nice Asahi moonsault uh, to start off the match. And I was waiting for them to say Asahi Moonsault. Uh, Derek started laughing. Probably gave him flashbacks of Ultimo Dragon yep. when he oh, heard that. Shoot. Yeah, oh, Sonny Ono, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> I Yo, I used to get it in with uh, Ultimo Dragon, bro. In what game? Uh, what, the, what is that? What's the name of that game? N64 or PlayStation? Probably. You, you look like a Thunder kind of guy. Right, I think it was Thunder. <laughs> Boo! No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was thunder. It was thunder. Put him in Raven's flock and stuff, doing weird stuff. As Derek poses like Raven, um, hit the seven-year itch. <laughs> Candice LeRae hits a lion <laughs> salt on Eo. Um, we get a, a big ref bump that happens in this match, and it happened twice. So there was a lot of near falls for Candice in this. They were they ha- they put on a decent wrestling match, and then they started getting all into the ref bumps and stuff to tease us yeah. a little bit. So the ref bump goes down once, then he goes down twice after EO hits a move. Uh, Candice eventually hits a curb stomp on EO. That curb stomp looks beautiful when Candice hits it. It's the old Paul Burchill one where she holds both of your arms up after she ties your legs up. Bite the curb. Boom! Just drops her head first right on in. And uh, that's another movie we will not be referencing because I saw you getting ready to bring it up. I was definitely getting ready. That's your boy, Edward Norton, huh? <laughs> I give him credit for that one. Yo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. That, that That's a player move to say that. Man. And then follow through with it. <laughs> chill. <laughs> hurts my body to even think of that movie. Dude, it hurts my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, but the curb stomp is a nasty, nasty move. Um, afterwards, Johnny Gargano comes out and he's wearing a referee shirt. Flashbacks to Bailey Sasha Banks bullshit from uh, a couple months ago. Mm. These guys are in here. Johnny's trying to count. He does the fastest count and EO still kicked out. So thank goodness they didn't do anything about that. Uh, eventually, the ref comes to and he starts screaming at Johnny, Get the shirt off! Get the shirt off. And Johnny, in the meantime, before that, had brought the belt in, gave it to Candace to hit EO with. He's distracting the ref. Candace lands a nice belt shot, tosses the belt out the ring, pins EO. One, two. EO kicks out once again. And EO Shirai has no choice but to get up, fight back. She hits a nice Spanish fly off the top rope, which is then hit into a moonsault. One, two, three. EO Shirai. Retains the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I thought that this was fine for what we got afterwards. Now, if you guys heard me on the Lotus Moon podcast, I'm going to admit my original prediction was Candice LeRae wins. But I changed my mind earlier today. I'm sorry, brother. I know. I know, Cody. I said something completely different on your show, but I had to change my mind. I started thinking about this. Rhea Ripley, she has been promised into a, a better role and I feel like maybe she's going to be in line for a title shot going yeah. in. I would think, I don't know, what's the story with Rhea? Where, does Rhea go to the main roster from here? Because I feel like she's stuck in purgatory. I think she should go to the main roster. I would put her on Raw. Hmm. I, I think she would be a Raw wrestler. I don't know what to do with her right now at this point. She's in a feud kind of too with uh, Raquel Gonzalez. But... I don't know. I don't know what to do with her. 
this is all types of jacked up in my opinion. It is. It um, really is. We gave this a grade of a B plus as well. I didn't see the magic from the SummerSlam match everyone was talking about with this one. And I think the problem was a lot of shenanigans getting involved towards the end. Um, it was still an awesome match. Like, don't take this like, oh, it wasn't. I'm just saying that it was really, really good. Not great. Uh, and, and if you guys have ever wondered, our grading scale is in the description. If you guys ever wanted to see, like, what does a B plus mean? What is uh, what's a D? What's an A? What does all that stuff mean? It's down below. Um, so I thought maybe we were gonna get an appearance from Rhea saying she was ready to re up as the challenger, but it's too early for that. But NXT UK's Tony Storm pops up on the screen, and Tony Storm says that she is back in NXT. So is this a permanent move? I would hope so. Uh, I think Tony Storm, I was just talking about her the other day with someone, and she's the person who I felt had all the hype around her, and then Rhea came in and stole all that shit and just went off to the moon, it's which like isn't the, it's, bad. Like the, uh, it's like the Charlotte, ugh, Charlotte effect. You know, Charlotte came in, stole the show from everybody. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but it's just it just feels weird, though, because I still think Tony's really good, but they've just, they've... Went over to Rhea more, so I don't know if Rhea's more outspoken, if she has more of what the WWE's looking for. I feel like it's uh, who fits in the the company culture more, if that's fair to say. You know what I mean when I say yeah. that? Like, who who does the brass like more? And they're like, ah, you know, she's the girl. She's right. got the look. She's got the everything. And maybe Tony Storm just doesn't speak up enough. I don't know what it is, but this is Tony's chance, I think, to elevate herself. So she says that she is back and she is ready to fight. And then we find out who was the mystery person riding around on the motorcycle, D. Uh, you hear the motorcycle. Uh-oh, what? You about to rant? Or are you going to just say who it is? I was just going to say who it was. Go ahead. Let him know. Ember Moon. Ember Moon is back. We heard that it was a former NXT champion. She is a former NXT women's champion. Ember Moon ends up returning back. Uh, I think a lot of people had kind of predicted that if it was a female, it would be her. A lot of people thought it could have been Bo Dallas. I was hoping we were going to Bo leave once again, but unfortunately, we didn't get that. Um, I, I think I think if Bo Dallas comes back, I think they ditch that gimmick. The Bo, the Bo leave? I think they ditch it. I think you got to put him with Bray. You got to do something with him. He put you got to do it like Pee Wee's Funhouse, and Bo Dallas is just gonna be like the the Joker of it, or you know what I mean. You got got to do something with Bo because Bo is actually really good at wrestling. Yeah, he's actually. I heard Josh Robinson say this on his stream earlier with Mag. Shout out to them. Uh, check out Josh Robinson Double Zero on Twitch. Um, I heard him say that Bo Dallas may be one of the most misused wrestlers for the past year two years i will say i will agree with that because bo was when when i first started watching nxt bo dallas was probably one of the first people i i've seen <laughs> and this dude could tell you i hated that bo league gimmick i hated it i thought it was horrible that was the worst piece of garbage gimmick I've ever seen. Worse than, oh no, I won't say worse than Doink. Maybe worse than Doink. Nah, Bo Dallas was the man for that gimmick. He was great. Um, I, I really, hold on, D. I got to get into the chat here a little bit. I got to use my phone for this because I saw some great comments and then they had uh, went up before this. Uh, but, you know, Bo, Bo Dallas teaming up with Bray would, would be very beneficial for both of them. 
Because then you bring back, you bring back, uh, well, not bring back, but you, you bring in Bray, Bray Wyatt, then you bring in Bo Dallas, then you have Alexa Bliss as quote-unquote Sister Abigail. You could you do get, stuff. You get the true Wyatt family. Per se, yeah. Per se, you know? Yeah, I heard like, it, I heard their sister more. wrestles too. Or was trying to. I don't know if she does, if that's true or not. See? Um, so, A said Ember and Tony Storm returns. Sean Harrington is convinced Candace should have won this match. Uh, I have no care for Ripley at all, he says. Whoa. Uh, Rockstar comes in and says, Tony time. All right. I like Tony. Uh, Sean Harrington said, Candace is a better baby face. Same thing with Johnny, bro. I'm tell- See, I was trying not to bring it up again. I'm telling you, dude. Because they, they, should- they, they look so far out of place, dude. Like, they don't, they know- don't look like they have a mean bone in their body. Yeah, like... The facials just don't match. Like, John, John, they, they look like they could be Jim Carrey and... Um, I forget the, the woman's name in Lyle... Or not Lyle... Um, what's that movie? Cable Guy? No, oh. God. Cable guys, that was just on last night. That's the only reason I referenced. No, no, that. no. Uh, what's, uh, what's it? Uh, what's the one where he uh, he twenty three? <laughs> you're you're giving me way too many layups here for Jim Carrey movies. Uh, uh, Look it up, and I'll I'll keep going through these real quick. Um, Candace is a better baby face, and White looking was- Jay. What is that? Expound. I'm sorry. <laughs> with Johnny, so they just remind you of that movie. Yeah, like like if you ever watch Fun with Dick and Jane, they pretend to like. There's one scene where they pretend to rob a little old lady, and it fails horribly because Jim Carrey ends up carrying out groceries from this grocery store for this little old lady. She's sitting there looking like. What are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm lost. She needed help. <laughs> so I helped her. Terrible. Terrible. See, you can't get Derek on these movie rants because that's like Derek's main thing to uh, go against and make comparisons to. Uh, where were we with this? Uh, plus the crowd atmosphere aided their first match. I agree, Sean, with that too. Uh, Tony Storm should have got the push Rhea Ripley got, he said. Uh, Malik wants to know top five wrestlers and you go back down to NXT. Malik, we're going to address that towards the end, so we're not ignoring that question. Uh, original Biggie said, nice to see Moon back. Sean said, I didn't see Tony coming, but Moon was my prediction. Uh, Ace said, Ember Moon. Sean Harrington said, no Dallas on a motorcycle? Never. Laugh <laughs> my ass up. Rob said, Storm would be better off on the main roster while Rhea is Triple H's dream girl. That's why I started laughing because Rob put that. And I do think that it's like... It is. You, you know Triple H don't want to let her go. Uh, Jocelyn says, I've seen Tessa. Uh, I don't know where that came from for Tessa Blanchard. Maybe, uh, when we were making our comparisons before Sean Harrington said, Bo should have been given the Pee Wee Playhouse character, uh, for Bray. I agree. That would have worked out perfectly. Ace just came out randomly and said, Big E should bring back the five count. Rob said, Bruce Almighty. We're just coming at it with the Jim Carrey I mean, movies. You, you definitely, definitely can say Bruce Almighty, but with them being heels. Hey, listen. Original Biggie's with me. Cable Guy is very underrated. It's a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Cable Guy is great. Cable Guy! <laughs> um, 
Yeah, B plus for that match though. Not mad. So we get Tony Storm's returning Ember Moon with the shaved sides of her head. I hope that Ember Moon can recover from her injury and really just make an impact down in NXT. I think she's needed right now down there to help beefing up the women's division because I feel like some call ups have to be happening soon. Yeah. Because the women's division, we haven't really seen too many disappear besides Mia Yim and uh, Mercedes Martinez for Retribution. And your thoughts on Retribution? Trash. All right. So, going forward, uh, we go backstage to Ashanti Adonis, and he says, it's showtime. And he's rapping. He's got, like, this rapping hip-hop gimmick. Why is his name Ashanti? I don't know. Maybe that's his favorite, like, female singer, and he just put it with, you know, Adrian Adonis because he had the swag. I don't know, Derek. I can't. I can't pinpoint it. I'd have to ask him in an interview. Ashanti, feel free to reach out. We will do a respectful interview. But no, I just... It, it, it would be respectful. I'm just saying, like, I I, I, I just want to know the origin behind Kong. Maybe it's his right. real name. Who knows? Okay. Maybe. I don't know the origins behind it. But uh, I don't know, man. The password is nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sean, Sean, you might have to... You know what? You're getting pinned comment right now for that. Um, is it going to pop up here? Is it going to let me? <laughs> Sean, I'm sorry. It will not let me pin your comment for some reason. Maybe it's because it's got the word nipple in it. But, um, yeah. So, he's got this hip-hop gimmick. I feel like the gimmick could work if uh, you put him maybe uh, with Isaiah Swerve Scott. But Swerve is better than this. Swerve is North America Championship. Yes. Him, Bronson Reed, all the people, Damian Priest, all those guys who you've had in there, Cameron Rhymes. You could put all those dudes in there. They are North America Championship. They are the future of the NXT brand. I don't understand this. I I, I say you disband that, that, that belt and have them just... You don't like the North? I love the no, North. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the Cruiserweight. Get the Cruiserweight out of there. Just like I would get the 24-7 title out of there. That's horrible. I don't care for that. You're, you're jobbing out everybody for the 24-7 title. Why? Just start letting people go. The Cruiserweight title, horrible. You have too many people that can do high-flying moves. So that means Keith Lee should be a Cruiserweight. Well, cruiserweight is based on weight class. Nah, what weight class? <laughs> two hundred five and under. That's why the show's two hundred five live. You think Swerve is two hundred five? Uh, potentially, I don't know. I'm not hearing it, bro. I weigh one eighty nine. <laughs> He's not, he can't be two hundred five. Muscle weighs more than fat. He's not really muscular, so I think he is. Technically, theoretically speaking, he has some kind of muscle, but he ain't two hundred five. I think he is. We'll, we'll look this up after. Hold on. I'm uh, looking it up now because I think it's a fart, farce. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Sean says it's all good. And Ace said that they changed his name. He had a different name before that. Uh, so they must have told him to change his name to something else. So he picked that. Uh, uh, Shanti Adonis. Oh, Sha- oh, okay. I just don't want to see them as a tag team. I'm going to admit that right now. Like, straight up, being bold, I don't care. And I was disappointed the tag team titles weren't on the line here. Lack of a tag division, once again. Um, you can't. What's his name Shane Strickland? Yeah, that's Swerve's real name. Uh, it says he's 201. I, I think that's a lie. He might be, dude. He's he's kind of taller. He's like I, lanky. Nah, I think that's a lie, bro. All right. Derek doesn't want to believe. The 205 live stip is real. Um, let's get into the main event here. 
we get a great video package showing uh, Finn Balor kind of being like the champion's champion, saying, you know what, Kyle O'Reilly, 90% of the time, I love your story, I love your heart, and I love your drive, and if you were facing anyone else, you'd probably win, but you're going in there with Finn Balor, and you're going to take the L tonight. Whatever, I, I'm uh, changing up the words a little bit here, <laughs> but... Uh, he says that he is not winning this matchup tonight. I love the video package for Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly took over the NXT Instagram, and I saw him doing all the yoga and stuff, and he said he was talking to his coach. It was his dog. It was cool stuff to see Kyle O'Reilly doing this. Different to see him in the babyface role tonight. Um, they come out, and they had the Attitude Era-esque, like, pre-before. If you guys remember, like, when Stone Cold used to come out back in the day before he dumped the water on his head, you hear, like, the doom, 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 doom. They had that for both of these guys tonight. Uh, they showed kind of uh, Kyle O'Reilly warming up with Undisputed Era in the background, cheering him on. Kyle O'Reilly is that dude, if you guys didn't know. If you've never seen him as the Ring of Honor champion, he was that dude. PWG champion, he was that dude. Kyle O'Reilly can go. And I love the fact that they gave him the opportunity here to do this. Uh, Derek, what did you think of Kyle O'Reilly in the singles? I appreciate it. I think I think he he shows extreme promise. Um, I you know what I've liked Kyle O'Reilly for a little bit of time right now because this is my my first time actually seeing him with uh, everybody else. You know. Um, you never. I don't think you ever went to Ring of Honor when when he was like in his uh, yeah. uh what is it like his singles runs. Yeah, with no. It. Um, yeah. I, if I did, I don't remember, and that that's no disrespect to him. I I had only started going to Ring of Honor when you when you started asking me like, yo, you want to go to this? I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So, no disrespect to him at all, but as a as a singles wrestler. I love it because he actually he can put on he he's a tag team wrestler who can be in the singles scene and pull out the same kind of moves that he does in a tag team match. I think it's just weird because so many people only saw him as the tag team specialist with Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and most of you may not know this. He the first time I saw him, he was in a tag team called Future Shock with. Adam Cole. And when I first saw them, I thought that these two were just, oh, these are the opening Ring of Honor dudes for now. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they turned out to be the shit. So, boy, sometimes you need to watch what you say about people because it may come back to uh, haunt you. Yep. And those were two guys that I was like, you know what? I'm sorry I ever doubted them. They put on great matches, though, when I went to Ring of Honor several times in the opening matches. They were really good. And I never thought they would turn into these machines now that just wrestle and they got this down. Yeah. Uh, they really look good here. Uh, Sean Harrington said something that I will definitely agree with. Kyle's push should have been built up more than two weeks. This felt like a very last-minute change from what they were doing here. Um, that, could, that could also mean, like, um, something's happening. Yeah, well, they had uh, some pandemic issues, we'll say. Well, no, no not, not even that. I think, I think like, something in the storyline is happening. Uh, maybe. I feel like they had to switch some things around. I don't know why or what's happening. I, I hope there's long-term booking for all of this going forward. I think there is. I hope you're right. So, in this match, Finn Balor uh, wrestles. This was a Ring of Honor-style match, I felt. Yo, Not even New right. Japan. This felt very old-school Ring of Honor. They even had, at one point, Finn Balor uh, holding his arm, doing the air guitar, making oh, fun yeah. of him uh, at the same time. 
Balor's cockiness was great here. Uh, looks like Finn Balor's more of a baby face now. I don't know who's heel and who's face. Like they uh, just change people. You get, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta stick with one thing at a time. He's gonna be heel. Let him be heel. If he's gonna be a face, uh, a face. I let but, him be a face. But did you think Balor was a heel or a face tonight? Tonight. I mean, I, what I were thought, the vibes just instantly when you saw him? Like, what were you thinking? I felt it was neither. So you thought it was like neutral? I, I felt he was neutral in this. Like he he showed the aggression, but it wasn't like the negative aggression that you would normally see out of a heel. But it wasn't positive aggression either. I don't know, man. It, it was tough to say. Uh, these two wrestled a hard hitting match, so this was a lot of like the big strikes, big drop kicks, kick to the sides. Uh, the main focus I had for the match was. Uh, Finn Balor's left knee and Kyle O'Reilly getting hit in like his midsection area. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they said he got kicked to the liver. There, there was blood coming out of both guys' mouths. <laughs> they were they were just nailing each other in the face. They made this a hard-hitting contest so that you believe. This was the old-school Ring of Honor stuff I was talking about here. Right, yeah. Um, hard-hitting from the from the get-go. And I, I, think, I think Kyle wasn't even expecting that kick from Finn because... You don't expect you don't expect someone to get kicked in the stomach, and then they go to hit you, and they're like, "All right, hold on." <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, Sean Harrington agrees. He said that this was formatted like a Ring of Honor match. Ace says that just watches old matches in ROH Evolve and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, Ace. Uh, him and Bobby Fish had some tremendous tag matches in New Japan as well. Uh, Jocelyn says, watching Kyle O'Reilly in AAW wrestling is a beast. Uh, that may have been before he was in ROH, too. So, mm -hmm. Jocelyn coming with the knowledge. Thank you, Jocelyn. Stelios. <laughs> Steliocantus. <laughs> I don't know why we say I wish we had, like, a super chat amount for when people donated just for Jocelyn, so that would pop up. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the back and forth here. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly eventually locked in a heel hook after right before that Balor hit a nineteen sixteen. He kicked out. He locks in a heel hook. Is Finn gonna tap? Is Finn gonna tap? He gets to the bottom rope here. Uh, afterwards, Finn Balor is able to finally pull off the coup de gras. One, two, three. Balor retains as I think most of us predicted. I went yeah. five for five tonight, so I'm feeling really good about my predictions. And uh, bloody mouths. It was a good wrestling match. Classic Ring of Honor stuff here. We gave this an A minus match of the night, maybe. I think you could argue any of these if you really wanted to, from Candice EO, Gargano Priest, to this match, to Swerve. I think Kushida and Velveteen would be the only one I would write off and be like, nah, that was a match of the night. But yeah. the rest of them, I say you could argue it. I would give the uh, EO and Candice LeRae. Match of the night? I would. Ooh, harsh. Okay, okay. I, 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 I would give it to him just because EO is. Really good. Candice is good too, don't get me wrong. But I don't know, I feel like EO brings out a lot of positives in somebody in, in her match when some when she wrestles somebody else because they that I feel like they have to step up to what she's doing. Okay. Okay. Um like I said, you could argue any of those in my opinion. Um uh, Sean Harrington, let's go back to this. Balor hasn't really been heelish in months. Ever since he fought Priest, I felt they have turned him back to a babyface, especially when they were setting up uh, Balor versus Walter. I wish we got that match. What's good, Sick? Thank you for joining us in here, my brother. 
uh, Sean Harrington, Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida in New Japan is one of my favorite matches Kyle O'Reilly ever had. I like it. It was in the Super Juniors tournament. All right. See? Super Juniors tournament. Yeah. That's in New Japan. You need to chill out. Derek never gets to watch New Japan because he can't get his lazy ass up at 4 a.m. when we're doing those reviews. Shout out to Rob for when he gets up for that. Um, Bro, I, I, I would literally have to come home after work and go right to bed in order to do that. One of these days, I'm going to do it. <laughs> sure, buddy. That was uh, me doing air quotes if you heard my fingers popping. Um... All right, so we gave this an A minus. After the match, let's talk about what happened. Rich Holland shows up. Rich Holland is the new Brock Lesnar. I don't know if you guys watched when I was doing those NXT reviews. I'm telling you now, this is baby Brock from O2. I think he has the potential, keyword potential, to do this. I'm not saying he's going to be the shit, but I think you have potential in this guy to be a big monster heel for you going forward. Mm -hmm. Rich Holland is sitting there with Adam Cole draped over his shoulder like he is a piece of trash. He throws him over the uh, guardrail, and he's down. Kyle O'Reilly's bleeding out the mouth because he got the shit kicked out of him. Finn's sitting there with a bloody mouth with his title. Shout out to the ref who uh, put it backwards so this man could say his famous line that he always likes to say. TNX? <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> so they end up doing that. Adam Cole's laid out. Undisputed Era runs out. Bobby Fish and uh, Roderick Strong are loud as hell. Get a medic out here. What happened? <laughs> like, what do you mean what happened? He got the shit beat out of him. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, they're asking Finn like Finn knows what happened. You know, like, what happened? I, don't I just know. said I was in the match. <laughs> um, I didn't see him. So, overall grade for this show. NXT came off tonight as this card was felt very rushed. Mm-hmm. I felt it was mm-hmm. unnecessary. And I didn't have that usual hype for NXT like I normally do. But today I got hype for it. Overall, we had one B match, one A minus match, and the rest were B pluses. This is going to be a B plus show from us. Yeah. I really don't have much to say about this. Uh, I think it turned out to be what it was. Cool. That's just what it is. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, You guys can go in the chat and tell me what you thought of the show. What would your overall grade be, whether it's a letter grade out of 10? Whatever you guys want to do, let me know here. Uh, Sean Harrington said, get on Daily Motion. They always have New Japan on there. Or you can buy New Japan World. A little bit less than $10 a month. Well worth it. Uh, Sean Harrington said, yeah, he's even got that semi-dangerous in-ring look like a young Brock Lesnar who would often hurt guys. Yeah, I remember when the Hardy Boys gave him that chair shot too. Chair shot heard around the world. Six said, y'all think uh, the superstars coming back to NXT is a corporate decision or more of a superstar preference? Corporate decision. I was going to say uh, your famous line. What? A little bit of column A. Oh, a little bit of column B. A little bit yeah. of column A, a little bit of column B. A little bit of both here. I think that corporate wants those ratings up. Why not? Uh, Terminal State said B plus for me too. Respect. Sick. Uh, likely superstars asking for the move as a last resort. Uh, Malik said top five wrestlers that need to go to NXT. Derek, shoot, go. Top five. Who would you put down on NXT? Just off the top of your head. Undisputed Era. They're down there already though. Who Who would you put down? Oh, there? Oh, put down. Oh, okay. I even shouldn't say who would you transition. We should say move over from the main card. Yeah, from the main or roster. Who need, Who needs some NXT love? Everybody. <laughs> you pick five. Pick your five that you would said. Mm. That you're like, you need to be rehabilitated a little bit. Um, 
Buddy Murphy. Okay. I go with Buddy Murphy. Um, Angel Garza. Okay. Um, shit. <laughs> Just taking out the whole damn Raw roster? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you put Ziggles? Yeah. Just give, to, give, give him something to do. Okay. Give, just to give him something to do because him being in um, like the underground scene part of it is like that's not really doing nothing for him. Okay. Let let him do something or let him go. <laughs> Ace had three out of ten B plus anyway. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Ricochet six that needs to yeah, take his Ricochet. ass back down. Yep, yep. Ricochet. Uh, um, you might as well send back uh, what's his name too? Oh, Ali. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's five. That's good. That's a good five, though. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see here. Sean Harris says, sickest shot in WF was the rock bashes Shamrock in the face while he was on his knees. Shamrock asked him to do that, if you never knew that story. Uh, he said that he thought that it would hurt less. He was like, it's better than getting hit in the head, so I'll get hit in the face. Ken Shamrock's a crazy bastard, so I love Ken Shamrock. Where is she? <laughs> You just scared the shit out of me. Um, Dominic Mysterio, A said that would be another good person. Alistair Black, like I said, these yeah, dudes want to yeah. these dudes want to send the whole damn roster down there. I respect it though. If you're in the middle, like you got nothing to lose at yeah, this point. Really, it's it's everybody who's not who should be doing something. Kevin Owens, people yeah, are just going in. The, the, realistically, like it should just be everybody who's not doing anything. True. Give them something. If you don't have, like, you have, I get that you're keeping them because you don't have a roster right now because of everything that's going on. But when that roster comes back, what are you doing with them then? Nothing. Send them down. Let them do something. I respect it. There's there's a lot. Now, we gave it uh, overall B+. It looks like most people would agree with us on tonight's NXT show. I want one last quick rant before we end this podcast. WWE Draft is coming up this Friday on SmackDown. I am not reviewing that show because fuck that shit. That's why. And I don't feel like being angry. The draft don't mean shit. You look, he loves the hate. The draft don't mean shit. I don't give a damn. But what I'm going to say is this. If you're going to have these three brands, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, why are they not being treated equal? I saw... Who do you want to see from Raw go to SmackDown and vice versa? Where's NXT in this? They are a third brand for you. Treat them as equal. Yes. I mean, would you? do you feel it should be treated as equal? Or do you think that keep them separated, it's better for them in the long run? I think they should be treated equal seeing as... <laughs> Original Biggie said one of my class, what draft? <laughs> there is no draft, right? I, I think they should be treated equal seeing the fact that they're doing better. They're, I, they're seeing better numbers. Like it, that. That's that's just what it is. No one wants to watch Raw. No one wants to watch SmackDown because you're sitting there losing brain cells to <laughs> Raw is bad. I think SmackDown's been better recently. SmackDown with Roman. has has been better with Roman, but see, but that that that's the thing. Like that that's what's saving SmackDown right now. You have someone who is actually telling a story that actually works. Sean said, draft is a waste. Uh, I hate that they are wasting Sasha, Bailey, and Wyatt and Owens in that show rather than saving it for the pay-per-view. 
I do think Sasha and Bailey will be main eventing in the Hell in a Cell. I, I think that's gonna have to happen. It's just what it is. Rant part number two. Yo yo yo! Chill. Are you talking about the Red Hell in a Cell? Yeah. <laughs> Save it for the pay per view. <laughs> oh, I Save it for the pay per view, bro. This, this this is that's gonna be extra demonetized. So yo yo chill chill on my money, bro. I'm just saying. So that one. <laughs> That one may have to be brought to you on a ghost channel. Yeah, definitely. Or or uh, Periscope. <laughs> something, Periscope. Something else. Yeah. Uh, mark it down, Derek complimented Roman. One for the good guys. No, I complimented the story. Aww. Haters always find a way to twist it. Besides more time to post in WWE 2K19 universe mode. Isn't it sad that he's still playing 2K19? I still have 2K19. That's the last wrestling game I have besides Fire Pro World. Last WWE game. Sad, bro. Yeah. Keep them online servers up, 2K. Uh, NXT dominated both Raw and SmackDown in ratings, matches, and story. And they did that... Uh, quick story when NXT ran through Raw and SmackDown. I guess we're supposed to forget about that. Yep. Yep. Forget about it. And NXT has not dominated in the ratings. NXT needs to move to a different night and stop trying to go against AEW. It's been proven that both AEW and NXT win when they don't compete against each other. But instead, Vince McMahon is using this other brand to take away from AEW. I get the business reason why. But if you're USA and someone else, aren't you just like, yo, let's put the show on Tuesday, bro. Right. We don't need to do this. Yeah, let's be smart about this. Uh, tribal flowers means more than a heavyweight belt. <laughs> you damn right when that's your chief. Darren Arrow. Darren Arrow. Darren Arrow. Let me end the show before Derek starts hating and getting mad. Until The Rock gets there. <sighs> if he's got time. You ain't the chief of shit. <laughs> Oos. <laughs> He's really, he really wants Rock to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, he's hurting NXT for uh, petty reasons. Yeah, I think I think he's hurting his company in the long run too, though. WWE's ratings for Raw have been down like 20... I want to say it's over 25%. I could be wrong. It's close to that number, though. 25% from a year ago. Yeah. You got big problems that you need to look at long-term-wise. And it's not going to change with Vince at the helm right now. Nope. Something's got to be different about this. Something definitely has to change. And when they when they do those little snippets of WWE has has ranked up more ratings on this 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 and this, I think that is being that is false. <laughs> like Solid Monster said, if it's on SmackDown, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, I'll say this: WWE's making more money than they've ever made. But when those people all start to disappear. You're going to have problems. I mean, do you, do you think, as they would say, do you think WWE is doing better than baseball right now with the ratings? I I, no. I believe people, more people are watching baseball because it's playoff time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking like regular season, maybe. Maybe. May, maybe equal. Equal. Maybe. But playoff time, absolutely not. Y'all getting... Uh, <laughs> I love when he pauses himself to uh, save things. Uh, Sean Harrington said this better lead to Roman versus The Rock. After all, he is blood to the high chief Peter Maivia and uh, birth The Rock uh, into the next line as high chief. I like it. I th- oh, like I said, we can see it if it happens. This this would be a really dope match. I'm telling you now, though, you know Rock's losing. <laughs> like, Rock's got to take the L. No, we're not doing that. But the buildup will be amazing to nah, it. I, I will curse this whole company. 
<laughs> Better get your voodoo dolls ready, Charlie, right? Because it ain't happening. Roman's the future. Rock's ready to retire, bro. I th- he said he was retired before this, but I think he said he's willing to come back and do one more match for, you know, someone special, you know? He's like, okay, that's my boy. I'll take care yeah, of him. ain't that. I'll, all right. Listen. Let, let it happen, bro. I guarantee you I'm done watching. He says this now. Mark it down. So... <laughs> Do me a favor, guys. Uh, if you are listening to this still, make sure you guys check out the link tree. Go in there. Find something different you haven't checked out yet. Get some of our T-shirts from uh, T Public. Yell at Rob in the chat for why Derek's shirt isn't up yet. And uh, make sure that you guys show some love, man. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you who took time to check out the podcast. Uh, join the Facebook group. Join something. I love you guys. Thank you so much for me. And my boy D, we are out. Peace. Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson, yes. For the fans, uh, for the fans, uh. Not many in this can understand, uh. This the podcast to show you who I am, uh. Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans. Uh, please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take. Showing you how it is done. Proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh, by the fans, uh, for the fans, uh, not many whose hand can understand everything pro wrestling. They can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson, yes. Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson, yes. going on epw nation it's your boys from the everything college basketball podcast josh and peyton here to remind you all that college basketball season is right around the corner yes we finally know it's right around the corner and peyton there's only one place people should go for all the college basketball excitement well josh the only place to find all college basketball hoops all the time is everything college basketball everything college basketball can be listened to on several podcast hosting sites like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we can also be found on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Everything College Basketball. Yes, make sure you're joining the group with a, a couple other hundred people and growing by the day as we march into year number three of the Everything College Basketball networking system. Now, let's get back to Conrad and Everything Pro Wrestling. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's going on, everything pro wrestling listeners? It's your boy Jesse Carter over at the Pro Wrestling Shoot Podcast, where we run special interviews with independent wrestlers, also former WWE and TNA stars. Pretty soon we're going to be having the Matt Seidel episode drop, so you need to come and check that out. And you can find us over on anchor.fm slash the pro wrestling shoot. Also, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. The show also covers reviews from old and current events such as pay-per-views, AEW, WWE, whatever you're into nowadays, we will be covering reviews on that. We also have a little bit of music artists join us on the pro wrestling shoot. Also dive into belt collecting and hobbies of all kind. So yeah, as soon as you are finished with everything pro wrestling, why don't you come on over and check it out and tell us what you think. You can follow our Facebook page at the pro wrestling shoot. We are also on Twitter at Carter Inc. That is C-A-R-D-E-R. INC. Also Instagram at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch coming soon. We will be doing live streams of the show on YouTube at the Pro Wrestling Shoot and same with Twitch at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. All right, Conrad, back to you and hope you all enjoy the rest of the episode from everything pro wrestling. 